Millions of people around the world have read the best-selling book, Three Cups of Tea, written by David Oliver Rowland and Greg Mortensen. It's the amazing true story of one man's journey to turn a failed attempt to climb K2 into an international movement for peace, working to build schools in the most remote regions of Afghanistan and Pakistan. Greg Mortensen has inspired the production of a one-man play about his life, starring Curtis Nielsen. The stage adaptation of the popular book brings to life the spirit of exploration that delves to find the common threads of humanity that bind us all together. Greg's story, as interpreted by Curtis, begins shortly after he stumbles into the Balti village of Korfang, where he learns a valuable lesson from the tribal elder, Haji Ali. Haji Ali offers me a cup of yak butter tea. It looks like hot chocolate. Doesn't smell like hot chocolate. It would be a grave insult to my host not to take a large gulp. So, I do. After the initial taste, every cell in my body screams, thank you. There's life in that cup. Hajali puts his hand on mine. Dr. Greek, the first time you share tea with a Balti, you are a stranger. The second time you take tea, you are an honored guest. The third time you share a cup of tea, you become family. And for family, we are prepared to do anything, even die. Dr. Greek, you must now take time to share three cups of tea. The American Place Theater Literature to Life production Three Cups of Tea is playing to captivated audiences across North America. This one-man show is a dramatic and heartwarming reenactment of the book. But Curtis Nielsen's portrayal of Greg Mortensen is a story in itself. In this interview, recorded at the Banff Mountain Film Festival in Alberta, Canada, Curtis tells us how his journey as an actor has led him to discover many wonderful gifts on the stage of life. I'm James Mills, and you're listening to The Joy Trip Project. your career as an actor on a, I guess, a disparate path. You were in the financial services business before, is that right? Yeah. So how does one go from doing what you were doing to becoming an actor? Hmm. <laughs> There's a short answer to a very long journey, and that answer is my kids. When they were born, well, <laughs> something happened in that delivery room that basically blew away my previous conception of what mattered in life. My father had never experienced that when we were born, so somehow the entire society is all, all the dads are showing up in the delivery room now for some reason. And even if we get to hide behind a video camera, we're still exposed to that miracle, which is um, the birth of our first child. And 
that really changed me completely and little did I know that it would soon eventuate into leaving Wall Street where I was a founding partner in a major hedge fund. I mean, knock on wood, I'd, I'd had all the luck that a, that a guy could want. Yet once the kids came, I felt kind of hollow inside. And after a couple of years with my daughter, um, I got an ulcer. I'd never been sick on ulcer. I loved the pressure. I loved the thrill of it. So I knew something was up. And after two series of prescription medicine, that didn't even dent it. I thought, you know what? I better listen to my gut. That's what I do for a living and make a change. So an opportunity came to exit gracefully, and I did. A week later, no more ulcer. So that confirmed my suspicion. And, and it's been downhill ever since <laughs> as far as acting. And, uh, and I went to acting school, and that's where I met Wynne Hem and uh, three years of study with him. He's the artistic director for American Place Theater. And I dreamed of working with him. He, as you might know, James, he basically found Dustin Hoffman in the early productions of American Place Theater. He produced Sam Shepard's first eight plays. Eric Bogosian started from the model that Sam Shepard set. Richard Gere was found in a Sam Shepard production. So a lot of great people got their start there, and Wynne was also a fantastic teacher. Uh, Sigourney Weaver and uh, Chris Cooper, Alec Baldwin, Michael Douglas, all have come through the doors of Wynne Hammond's acting studio in New York City. So. I was honored to get a chance. I was doing, um, I don't know, Law and Order SVU, and it was my third audition for a rapist in a basement. And uh, I'd left Wall Street, and I thought, God, is this really what I love? <laughs> and uh, I could make a hundred times more money doing something else. Not to put down TV. I, I really honor everything they do, but just that moment I felt Wynn Hammond really espouses the poetry of Shakespeare and Dylan Thomas and Ibsen, and he makes the world uh, seem like it's sane. What if I could do a Literature to Life production and be trained by Wynn? It's a four-month rehearsal process where you're one-on-one -on -one with the master for three hours a day and you know I know it changes people's lives not just their acting life and their career but their entire scope of the cosmos and so I wrote him a letter and a year later nothing heard nothing I was in an acting a voice lesson and I got a message and listen it was Wynn Hammond on the phone Curtis I don't know if you'd be interesting in auditioning for a book called Three Cups of Tea. Well, I was in Barnes & Noble by that time, listening to the message and reaching for it on the shelf. I read it twice before auditioning, and fortune was with me, inshallah, I got the part. And then it's been off and running ever since, and uh, really a blessing. Now, let me understand this. Had you read Three Cups of Tea before that phone call? No. I never heard of it. And much to my surprise at that time, it had been on the bestseller list for almost three years. Now, almost four years. Uh, last week, I think this is the 200th week. And uh, number two, when I last looked, 
I mean, come on, that's four years. <laughs> and yet, that to me is just the kind of the banner in front of a parade of people that I've met across America in doing the performance. We're scheduled to go in all 50 states. This is our first international uh, venture into Canada for the BAMP Festival. And um, what an honor it has been to meet the citizens, the people of a nation. Uh, to me, I can look at the media and sometimes get a skewed view of what, if there any hope left, you know? And then I run across Greg Mortensen, Three Cups of Tea, and then in performing it, this nation and Canada, they're filled with people that are ready to do something, tired of business as usual, and are enthusiastic, and I just feel completely regenerated by the strength and vitality of the people of, of both our countries. It's a real gift, and I'm honored. Tell me about the process of preparing for this role. I know that you took a long time yeah. to develop the character and the characters that you portray in this in this play. Give me an idea as to what the process was to do that. Um, well, uh, you have to be completely off book by day one of the rehearsal process. Then it's four months of <laughs> absolute rigorous hell. Fortunately, I've been blessed with an author who, like Greg Mortensen, he is walking his talk. It's not a fiction. It's happening right now. And he, it's in the zeitgeist so much that four years on the bestsellers list. And I feel like he's riding a wave of cultural reform, if that's the word, of empowering the feminine on our planet through education bringing also a peace movement through bombs into books, basically, and providing a necessary hope, taking pennies and bringing peace. And now the kids, when they get a hold of that idea, and like the first school where his mom taught, not knowing that they can't, not being trained yet, that they can't make a change in the world, and say, well, let's just have a pennies for Pakistan piggy bank drive. Well, as absurd as that might sound, they raised 62,345 pennies, two huge garbage cans full of pennies. And that's a pile of pennies, you know? And it's a mountain of change. Penny over the seas buys a pencil. And with a pencil, you learn to write. And you can read. And when you learn to read, you can read those books by the light of the lamp at night that give you the hope and the vision and the courage to reach for your dreams. Once you can do that, everything is open. The world is open. I try to imagine being someone who couldn't read in some of the remotest places on Earth your world becomes what you can touch, what you smell, what you see around you. And if you're offered $500 and a hot meal to join the Taliban, and with the remote possibility that you'll have to sew that bomb vest on one day, man, that's the best prospect out there that you can see. If you don't have that book and you can't read it, you can't even read the Quran, then what they're saying that might not be such a bad option. If, however, there were a school, instead of a madrasa, that offered you 
a future, if only a dream, life changes in an instant. I think about Haji Lee's words for a moment. We Americans are trained to believe that we have to accomplish everything quickly. 30-minute power lunches, two-minute football drills, six-second sound bites, even climbing K2 I had to do in a hurry. Haji Lee is telling me, slow it down, Greg. Listen, really listen with your heart. He's teaching me that building relationships here is more important than building any project. And he's also teaching me that I have more to learn from the people that I'm with than I could ever hope to teach them. The book, Three Cups of Tea, is still on the New York Times bestseller list. You can learn more about Curtis Nielsen and his live stage show at AmericanPlaceTheater.org. For the Joy Trip Project, this is James Mills. Music this week by Jake Shimobukuro and the On Trio. The Joy Trip Project is made possible thanks to the support of our sponsor, Patagonia. Check out their latest conservation initiatives and new media projects on their blog at thecleanestline.com. And head over to iTunes to find the Patagonia Music Collective. There you can download original songs from top performers, and every purchase goes to support the environment. Thanks for listening, but we hope you'll write. Drop an email with your questions, comments, and criticisms to info at joychirpproject.com or find us on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, take care.